Welcome to this week's edition of What the Health Just Happened, where we discuss all things healthy and healthcare related. Healthcare news, healthcare careers, healthy career practices, healthy work ethic, the list goes on and on. I'm your guest host this week, Adrian Jansen of 212 Benefits, filling in for the often imitated, never duplicated Eric Hot Sauce Ross. We miss you, Eric. We hope you're getting in some healthy relaxation time on vacation, and we'll see you soon. With me in the studio today, we have our very own Danny White, also of 212 Benefits, and we will be discussing public health majors, healthy internship experiences, healthy work ethics, and all sorts of other stuff. Welcome to What the Health Just Happened, Danny. All right. Thank you, Adrian. I appreciate it. (laughs) Glad to be on. Yeah. Now that uh, the awkward part is over, and before we get started, I do have to tell you that Eric told me he asked you not once but twice to be on the show. You know, I figured you'd bring this up. (laughs) It wasn't a no. I had other things, whether you think it's a good excuse or not. You had other things? Yes. Man. But all right. I thought you were just gonna say you were just like waiting for the right host to be on or something <laughs> like that, right? Um, but I'm glad that you finally I think that's what he accepted. meant. That's what he meant. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. He yep. was just waiting it's in between the lines. We can that's edit right. that. Can... Yeah, edit that out. You were just waiting <laughs> just, for me to yep. be the host. Wait for Adrian. So um kind of like to start every episode just getting a little bit of background about our guest and then dive into some other some other topics. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from. Um, yeah, take it away. Yeah, so born and raised in Duval. Um, grew up in Fleming Island, uh, specifically. Um, went to Fleming Island High School and went to UNF, uh, University of North Florida. Um, but yeah, growing up, big into soccer. Was a big sports guy. Um, played. Not basketball, though. No basketball. In <laughs> fact, it's funny, me and Jay just talked about it before you walked in. He said I was tall. Yeah. That is factual. Yes, I am yeah. six. What six four, six five, something like that. I don't know. You're tall. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I told Jay I, I look like an ostrich on the uh, basketball court. It's, yes, it's I've not, seen him play pickup with with kids at a volunteer event, and um, it's not pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, but no, definitely soccer. Um, but yeah, definitely into sports, and uh, so it's funny. My my first job was at a, a Wendy's when I was what seventeen. <laughs> um, All right. Moved to working at uh, Nocatee Splash Park. Um, I was doing some some camp coordinating stuff, and it's funny. I actually met my my now wife Avery. Um, she was working a different um, department, but we had the same boss, so um, we needed help at this camp, and uh, they had asked Avery to help out, and so she did, and that's how we met. So, um, yep, have a wife. We got married this was it past October, so October twenty twenty two. Um, Good memory. Yep. Yeah. I oh, she there. would kill. She would kill me if I did not what get the day on, in October. Twenty eighth. Boom. Part. There you October twenty eighth. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Don't forget that. Yeah. yeah no. It's super important. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Married. Um, got a couple cats. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, just 
I'm living life now. But yeah, really, my upbringing was was all about about soccer, about family, and about about my faith. So, um, did pretty well in school. Um, but uh, yeah, it's kind of me in a nutshell. Still live in town, right? They do. Yeah. So yeah. all the family's still local. No one's moved out of the town yet. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's nice to have family nearby for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you mentioned that you went to UNF, and we're going to get into that a little bit later. Swoop. Okay. Yeah, I don't get that. I don't know. Eric <laughs> says that all the time, too. I went to Florida, go Gators, so. We're the I, Ospreys. Yeah. Ospreys swoop. I know. So I swoop. We just, I don't think Gators have a thing that we yell other than, like, well, You guys, do you, go do you yell chomp? I know no one can see this, but the, like, the hand chomp? Like, no, do we yell don't. Chomp? We don't yell chomp while we chomp. We just chomp. That'd be a little weird. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was wondering, too, because I'm, yeah. I'm a Bulldog fan, so. Are you? Bark? Yeah. <laughs> do they woof or something? Sure. <laughs> it's like a vicious sort of growl. Like we that. win is what we do. Oh, Ooh. man. Ouch. <laughs> that one hurts just a little bit. But it's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. The Gators are going to get their act together someday. Um, so you went to UNF. You mentioned that. And before we get into that, you were a public health major mm-hmm. at the University of North Florida and we were kind of having this conversation earlier when I was in school, which is basically like 100 years ago at this point. Um, I don't really remember anyone that I knew, at least, being a public health major. And the first time that I heard that, I was a little bit confused, a little bit perplexed about what that major means, what it entails, and kind of um, what type of career path you can have going in into that field of study. So I'm curious to hear your perspective of what public health really is as a major. Yeah, so public health, it's not vague, I would say, but it is broad. Um, there are many facets of, of public health, and it is, I think, relatively newer. I don't mm-hmm. know if a bunch of the other large state colleges have a, a public health. It's, it's, it's technically a concentration of their... Um, Bachelor in Science of Health, and the concentration is public health, and you can have a concentration in uh, kinesiology or um, nursing, et cetera. But uh, public health is, again, it's kind of broad, and it's, as the name implies, the general health of the public. But (laughs) I know (laughs) that is an excellent circular definition. (laughs) You are welcome. I, I did so well. But no, I mean, there's so many types of health that a lot of people don't think about. I mean, you think about physical health, but I mean, there's mental, spiritual, emotional, um, intellectual, sexual, financial health. I mean, there are so many different types of health that go into it that no one, no one really thinks about. And so public health is concerned with the general population on, on really any level. It could be the very local level in your neighborhood, your, your local community. It could be a state. Um, but trying to find ways in t- to better people's overall health in whichever facet I had mm-hmm. mentioned um, enlisted um, in whichever way they need it. And so, um, you know, it boils down to changing behavior. That's what they focus on. And if, if there was one thing I remember from my public health degree, it is that people use education to change the community's behavior. It is trying to basically motivate people through education to change. Uh, internal motivation is, Sounds is super kind easy. of the core. Yeah, right? Yeah, and very fast. Yep. <laughs> well, if you have a metronome and you kind of hypnotize people, maybe That's it would right. be. Yeah, so. maybe. So what are some 
maybe, I guess, traditional or typical fields or positions that people would go into once they graduate with that public health concentration? Yeah, so again, because it's vague, there's there's really so much. Um, I had actually gone in um, wanting to do some physical therapy work. Um, like I said, I played soccer, had a pretty big uh, knee injury in high school, and so obviously I had to go to physical therapy. And, and doing so, kind of seeing my progress over time made me realize, like, this is what I want to do. I want to be on the other end of this helping other people mm-hmm. kind of rehab um, and get back to health. Um, so you can go a physical therapy route. Obviously, there's more school than just getting your public health degree. Uh, you got to gotcha. go probably get your master's and go to PT school, et cetera. Um, right. But you can go a physical therapy route. Um, if you want to kind of go the wellness route, right, there's local wellness programs. Um, there's there's that route. Um, working in hospital systems mm-hmm. as well um, is a route you can go as well. So there's definitely a wide variety um, with public health that you yeah. can take. So. And so um, fast forward to your, your going through your years at UNF. Did you decide your freshman year that you were going to go into public health? Yes. So public health is definitely what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would say I was like halfway through the program um, when I, I realized physical therapy, like I said, is, is the route I wanted to go. Um, but things kind of changed. I realized that uh, physical therapy wasn't the route for me. I'd actually I worked at a, a, a family friend's practice and uh, I didn't really have the patience for it. Uh, we talked about that <laughs> earlier where, you know, I was expecting to go in. Um, a patient would walk in, right? And yeah. their knee would be all busted up after one session, helping them with their workout circuit. Boom, they're out there walking. Um, <laughs> and I wasn't seeing it. And obviously it takes weeks, it takes months to see the progress of, of rehabilitation. Mm-hmm. And I, again, I just have the patience. But no, I actually wanted to go into finance. I don't know if you're going to ask me about how I fell into 212, but I'll save a little bit for it in a bit. I am. Yeah, okay. Is, well, then I won't. That is on my list. Won't spoil it. Well but, prepared uh, questions. There was another passion that uh, that popped up. But yeah, well, I think that's interesting and doesn't surprise me at all. I feel like you are one of the people, those type of people that really know what you want to do and then just go for it. So it doesn't surprise me that you knew early on. Um, unlike myself, where you know my entire freshman and sophomore year, I was just taking. All sorts of different credits, hoping eventually I would fall into something that maybe uh, would kind of spark my interest. And then I got a degree in something that I don't even use. So there you go. Obviously, that was that was. I don't think it's that uncommon, though, is it? I don't know statistics or anything on that, but I would dare to say a lot of people don't use a degree. I I would agree with that. Um, I think the other aspect to that too, right, is that my degree in psychology and your degree in public health are also incredibly broad. Mm -hmm. And there are lots of ways that having that degree can support you in any type of field. So I think maybe sometimes when your undergraduate degree is broad in that nature, there's like a thousand different ways you can go. So I say I didn't use my degree because I did not become a psychologist or a psychiatrist in that aspect. Um, But there are lots of ways that I use things that I learned through psychology in my leadership style today and things of that nature, right? So I guess it just kind of depends on how you look at it. But I like to joke around with my parents that, you know, they paid for all of that and then (laughs) didn't even use it. it. Um, So freshman year, you knew that you wanted to go into public health. You were kind of leaning towards physical therapy. At some point, there was a a shift towards finance, you said? Yes. So... 
when well when COVID hit in March of 2020 and and the stock market crashed, I started personally investing, mm-hmm. and so that was the first time I'd ever like started using my money to invest or. Were you on that Robin Hood app or whatever? That you know, it's was funny. On? I was. That was the very first <laughs> app I used. Eventually, hopped off it and went on to a different one. But yeah, uh, yeah that's that is that's actually where I started. Point. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. That's um, pretty common, I think. Oh yeah, it's well so user friendly and like yeah. Yeah, it was almost made for beginners. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so when COVID hit, I started investing um, after that crash and just kind of fell in love with finance and personal finance. And I was at that point halfway through the public health program. Mm-hmm. Um, and really wanted to switch. But again, like I had said earlier, I, I have a wife and at the time we were just dating, but I knew I was going to propose and we were going to get married. Um, and she was a few years behind me in school. So, I mean, somebody had to make money if we wanted to, you know, live. <laughs> it's kind of important, right? But yes. uh, so I wasn't going to switch majors and, and completely restart. Um, mm-hmm. So even though I have this passion for finance, I continued on with public health. Um, but in the fall of 2021, uh, we had this kind of pre- intern class like a pre-intern prep class mm-hmm. where and i'm sure we'll dive more into that as well but there was a long list of of different uh, companies i could have interned for and there really wasn't anything that piqued my interest um because it's obviously had to be public health related right um a lot of large reputable companies in the area that seemed like it'd be a great fit but i mean again not with someone who is not passionate about it so right. um tried finding a way to merge finance and, and public health. Yeah. So. I think that's one of the really wonderful things that the public health uh, program does here at UNF that, again, I'm not familiar enough with all of the different programs across the country, but I, I wish that every um, college and university would encourage this for their seniors. So at the University of North Florida, when you are a senior, you are required the last semester to have an internship at a company that has a position that is in some way, shape, or form related to your field. Um, it's a requirement. They have to complete 150 hours, and I think it is just hands down one of the best things that you can do for someone who is in college um, to give them that exposure to the professional world, to kind of let them um, experience what life is like kind of outside of, of campus and really gives them a clear picture into either reinforcing, yes, this is absolutely what I love. I'm passionate about it. This is amazing. Um, or kind of also just helps them see in a very low risk way. Maybe this is not really what I'm passionate about. Maybe there are some other avenues that I need to explore. Um, I wish that was something that I'd had the opportunity to do in my time at the university of Florida. Um, I think that would have kind of really helped me in those first couple of years right out of school, right after graduating, figure that out a little more quickly. Yeah. Well, I was really glad that I was forced to do an internship. And I think <laughs> if a university's not, they, they really should. It, it kind of forced me to um, you know, step out of my comfort zone and try something I probably wouldn't have otherwise tried. Mm-hmm. And I'm just glad that I actually took it seriously because I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure there were people that were also t- in their internship and, you know, they were kind of going through the motions and mm-hmm. they didn't actually give themselves the opportunity to realize, like you said, if this is truly what I want to do, I'm, I'm, I find that I really enjoy this. I'm really interested. I want to pursue it um, mm-hmm. and give it a go or give it all you have. And you realize, OK, well, this wasn't for me, but it was only 150 mm-hmm. hours. So um, yeah. I learned a lot. But yeah. sayonara. We'll yeah. try something else. 
sometimes in life you might have jobs that you don't like, yep. you know? It just happens. Yep. It's all good. It's all it's all part of the experience. Oh, yeah. Um, and I just have to give a shout-out to Dr. Amber Barnes and Dr. Julie Merton. Amber has had the opportunity to be on the show, and we've kind of heard her perspective yep. as a professor um, with the College of, of Public Health. Um, really, it was the two of them that were super instrumental in 212 Benefits, our organization, uh, starting to host an intern from the public health program. I had worked for Duval County Public Schools for a number of years, and when I was at San Pablo Elementary, uh, we had a public health intern, and that person would come on campus, they would be in our science lab, and they would do really cool hands-on demonstrations with our kids and that sort of thing. Um, and when I, I left that environment and I was kind of transitioning that point of contact to someone else, uh, Dr. Merton kind of urged me to explore continuing to host a public health intern at our company, which is an insurance agency. And at first I'm like, okay, this doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. Uh, maybe I'm just not quite seeing the connection. Um, and so that was really interesting for me to kind of hear her perspective and, and hear how she thought that that could bring value to what we were doing and how we could kind of open up a whole other path for someone who was in the, the public health space. Um, it's been an excellent program for our company. We've hosted five interns to date, and we've hired two of them. I'm not great with math and numbers, but I'm pretty sure pretty good. statistically that's not, a, that's not a bad percentage um, of, of people that we've wound up just really admiring and, and wanting to have become a part of our team. She has never told me that. Yeah. You heard it here. You heard it here first. That's All right. right. Um, now, I do remember I, I did not want to host an intern the semester that you applied. Um, our organization was going through a lot of changes at the time. Um, I was nervous that we wouldn't really have the time or the energy to really, um, I think, do what is in an intern's best interest, give them time, attention, yep. feedback, uh, all that sort of thing. And I was like a very solid no. And um, then you emailed us with a oh, I dad that. joke. Well, it's fun. <laughs> so it's funny. I had, you guys were and my. You said okay, fine. <laughs> I had you guys were my first option. And that was because, like, I had this passion for finance. It had to be public health, though. But when you, you take public health and you take finance and you, you merge them together, I mean, health insurance, it's a pretty common ground. So mm -hmm. um, it's also funny. I was looking at the list. I'm pretty sure the list said benefit advisors. Um, oh, yeah, it did. We had yeah. to change our name. And so I was obviously that. I wanted to do research before I went ahead and reached out. And so I was doing research, and um, I would only find – stuff about 212 benefits and I was getting so annoyed because I'm looking <laughs> for benefit advisors, not 212. Um, but yeah, that was, that was funny. I was totally annoyed, but, yeah. um, no, it worked out perfectly. Um, yeah. Yes. So we, we finally acquiesced because mm -hmm. you made a silly dad joke and we were like, all right, yes. we've at least got to give this kid a chance. I don't remember what the joke was. You said something about it. Yeah. So I think I, well, at first it was boring, <laughs> right? It had to be professional. Um, yeah. But I'm I'm 22 at the time. I'm I'm not mm -hmm. super professional. I'm not you know. Yeah. Um, but so I, I I read it and it was too boring for me. So I went ahead and was like, eh, what do I have to lose? Let's let's just throw something <laughs> funny in. So somewhere in there, I had mentioned how both parties would benefit. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Uh -huh. 
uh-huh. from this yeah. partnership, this internship, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess that that did the trick. But. It did. <laughs> I mean, not that it's the world's most groundbreaking no. hysterical joke, but no. just the fact that there was like a very valiant yet lame attempt to uh, get our attention. Well, I know I got Eric's attention because yeah. he, he loves dad jokes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. He loves dad jokes and, and plays on yep. words. And uh, Eric convinced Joey and I to just go ahead and, and uh, have the interview, and we did. Thanks, Eric. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> glad that he was advocating for you yeah. on your side. Um, in, in just about a minute, do you think that you can summarize what you do at 212 Benefits? Yeah, so a quick synopsis of what I do. I work with businesses um, in the area to assess their uh, benefit needs, right? So their group health insurance, dental vision, et cetera, helping them understand um, what they're offering, um, ways in which to improve uh, the the quality of their benefits. Um, and so, yeah, I really just meet with them and, and, and help service their benefits. All right. Yeah. We will get into that on the second half of What the Health Just Happened. We'll see you after the break. No, just kidding. You can't just, like, stop it early. <laughs> no, no. You still you still got to go for, uh, like, another two and a half minutes. Still got to go for two and a half yeah. minutes. Well, I thought there was a minute. I know. Well, I can't see the clock, so I feel Uh-oh. like maybe I picked the wrong seat for, <laughs> for my first crack We could have, yeah, we could have Yeah, switched, we could have switched. Maybe we can do that after the break. Okay. Not that it would really matter, because yeah. like I said before, I'm not great with adding numbers okay. uh, in You, my you got two minutes. Now I'll let you know. Minutes. Thank you. Need some, <laughs> need some visual cues. Um, so one of the things that I think is really interesting um, in the grand scheme of things, especially in the professional world, like you're, you're still pretty young. You're mm-hmm. still only... Um, we just crossed the year threshold back in March, March. Yep. of you working with our company. So congratulations. That's great. We didn't scare you. you away after after the first year. <laughs> um, what are some tips that you would give to someone who's coming into their first year fresh out of college that could really help them put forth their best effort and get the most out of their job, especially in that first year, because there's so much training and it can, it can really be difficult. Yeah. The, the number one thing is to be okay with the fact that you know nothing. Um, I almost had like this chip on my shoulder to feel like I'm already know stuff. Um, and I felt like pressure I put on myself. I didn't get, I didn't receive pressure from any of you guys, but pressure from myself to already know the industry know what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm not going to know what I'm doing, right? It's Mm -hmm. my first year. How am I supposed to know? So um, understand that you don't know, um, which leads to asking questions. Um, Always ask questions. Um, There's no such thing as, well, maybe there's a stupid question. I don't know. But (laughs) most questions are not going to be stupid. So ask questions and understand you you don't know everything right off the bat. Um, And just be open to to, uh, criticism. Be open to Mm. um, people helping you. Yeah. That's interesting that you, that you brought that up to the idea of criticism. That's not always well received. Um, so we can talk a little bit more maybe about that, how to, in a healthy way, accept criticism and feedback. Are we allowed to go on break now? (laughs) We have to get in our union break hours, you know, to make sure. No, I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. We can, we can, we can take it to break. All right. We'll see you guys on the other side of what the health just happened.
to What the Health Just Happened. I'm Adrian Jansen of 212 Benefits here with Danny White, also of 212 Benefits. Hey, Danny. Hello, hello. Hi. So in the first half, we kind of dove into your college experience, learned all about what it means to be a public health major, and we were edging in now to what it's been like working at 212 Benefits what you do, what advice you would give to other people in their first year. You mentioned right before the break uh, being open to receiving criticism. And it's interesting that you brought that up. I don't feel like, by and large, most people really know how to accept feedback, right? We all kind of get stuck in this loop of, like, we want to be self-reflective and and we want feedback, and, and I'm guilty of this, too. I say it all the time, and as soon as I get it, I'm like, well, dang, that kind of hurt. I don't yeah, really right. know the wall how goes I up. feel about that, right? <laughs> exactly. That wall goes up, right? It's human nature. Um, we get defensive. We maybe don't want to hear it. We have all of our justifications about why we did something that way or why we didn't do something another way. Um, and it can be really hard to change that behavior, so I'm curious, kind of a, a two-part question. How do you receive that feedback? Like, is it something that you're actively pursuing and, and asking for? And then two, like, what is the process you kind of go through once you do receive it? Yeah, so the first part of that, repeat. Because <laughs> once so I, I you, knew I was going to do this because I, I have a terrible memory. Yeah, once you said the first part, I was focused on that. Yep, but then, then I thought, I once you said the part. second, I'm going to forget the second. But yeah. I was focused on that, so then I forgot the first part. All right, here, we'll do first part <laughs> there you go. of the question. Yeah. Are you asking for feedback, or do you find that you just kind of stumble into it? A little bit of both. Um, especially, like, right at the beginning, mm-hmm. I would say I was kind of looking for it. Um, I mean, I was always asking questions. Whether it, I mean, it could have been educational as far as how the industry is concerned, but then... Mm-hmm. Other questions were about my skill set, mm-hmm. my um, my reception of information. It could, it really was more so asking for criticism, and then mm-hmm. I'm sure because it started out as an internship, you guys were also just giving. Um, advi- <laughs> it was more feedback. yeah, and it was Everybody more so advice. Um, it wasn't necessarily criticism, but there seems to be a bad rap about criticism and the word criticism. It, it's not supposed to be a bad thing. Um, yeah. Criticism is supposed to be um, something that's helpful, that's good. People are supposed to give criticism out of, um, like, care, right? Yeah, um, that is true. So knowing that, knowing it's not, like, a, a personal attack or anything, I mean, you yeah. kind of just you almost seek it. Mm-hmm. Um, so question asking, literally just asking for it, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. So I think you, you kind of wound up answering the second part of the question, yeah. right? Because that – that second part was just how how do you process that? And I think 
what strikes me as being different is that you have a very different perspective, that that's something that shows kindness and concern mm-hmm. um, when someone is offering that feedback because you're looking at it as more of guidance mm-hmm. um, as as opposed to kind of coming down on you and telling you that you're doing something wrong, right? right? Um, so I think the type of mindset that you go into it with probably plays a huge role in that. How do you think that you cultivated that mindset? Were you just like lucky enough to be born with it? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't Was it know on if purpose? it's necessarily a, a super skill that I have, but no, I mean, just it kind of goes back to the, the previous statements I had made about advice towards first year uh, individuals, understanding that you're not the more knowledgeable one. Um, if you can have at least the the humility to accept that, it makes it a lot easier to accept criticism because, again, the individual giving the criticism or the advice, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. they 99% of the time probably know better um, <laughs> because they are more experienced, uh, more knowledgeable, et cetera. So mm-hmm. if you can just kind of come to a place of at least a little bit of humility, um, yeah. it probably makes it easier to stomach. So, so that first year... Um, was it all sunshine and rainbows and just wonderful and amazing? She knows the answer to this. Yes, (laughs) she knows the answer to this. Um, No, no, it wasn't. What? Yeah, surprise, surprise. It was hard. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, No, I mean, obviously, I loved it. Um, There were hiccups along the way, um, just because of personal opinions and personal uh, feelings I had towards the job. It was, it was tough for a little bit, but. You know, you see it through and and everything's smooth sailing since. Well, I shouldn't say smooth sailing. Life is, I mean, it's going to have its ups and downs. But for the most part, it really has been a gradual upstream Mm -hmm. experience. Um, But no, I mean, the the first year, there's always going to be some sort of um, issues, right? Um, It's a completely different beast. Um, You know, any part-time job you might have or even in college going through school, like going into the real world and and working full-time it's it's not the same right so it's not <laughs> it's very different so it is a big wake up um yeah so sure. definitely well, little roadblocks but you're gonna yeah. get through it but yeah i think um that was some advice that my dad gave me a really long time ago um that i think resonates with me often and you know reminds me of some of of that first year for you is that there seems to be this really unhealthy expectation um, that everything should be easy, and if it is hard, it's not worth it, and we're yeah. just not going to do it. Um, and I see that right with my own two daughters. Hi, Maggie and Ellie. They they do listen along with Eric's mom. So I think we have we have three listeners. All right. <laughs> well, I know Avery will listen to this one. So there's your fourth. That's right. Say hi. Say hi, Avery. Hey, Avery. <laughs> so cute. We gotta get her fifth. Huh? We have to get our fifth listener. Who's I'm our sure. fifth? Uh, Joey will probably listen to this okay. one. Since just make him listen to it. There <laughs> yeah, you go. We'll force him to. Got we'll five. be at five. That almost rounds up to ten. There you we're go. Getting, we're getting somewhere. <laughs> um, but I tell this to my girls all the time. And, you know, at 11 and 8, they don't really understand it yet. Um, but everything in life that is worth it is hard. And everything in life that is easy is probably not worth it in the long run. And I think that that perspective 
is really hard to maintain over time, over change, over that transition from college into into the next phase, right? Into that like quote unquote real world career. Yep. It it is just different. Um, and so I think having those two mindsets together, being open to feedback, um, and understanding that it will not be easy and just and having those expectations will really set you up for like a healthy first year in your your field of choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not have that perspective <laughs> when I started. Um, and I think that uh, I, f- I fought that for a really long time. So there, there were just like more ups and downs. It was more wavy. It was a little more bumpy. Mm-hmm. I think if you can have that perspective from the very beginning, like you said, it, it smooths it out a little sooner, changes that, that trajectory yeah. for sure. Um, and, and so we touched on this a little bit before the break, but now that you're now that you're in your second year and you're kind of like, you know, getting accustomed to day in, day out, that sort of thing, uh, that sort of thing. What are some things that you really love about your position at two twelve? Tell us how great we are. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> it, it's funny. One of the the best things, and this is not just because Adrian's sitting across from me, mm-hmm. it is the people. Um, the culture they've built, um, the company's great. Um, so that's number one. Number two, surprisingly, the industry. Um, <laughs> I've heard you guys say it before, it is so true. I don't know anyone that majors in health insurance. Uh, you kind of just <laughs> fall, fall into, into the industry. Yep. Yep. Um, that is true, but yeah, kind of fell in love with the industry. I remember you gave me, this was actually, before it was solidified that I was going to be an intern, we had met for coffee. It was I, probably an interview, and I just didn't know it. Uh, but she brought a it book. Was, well, it was uh, what was it called? Oh, the CEO's I, guide. Yes, I brought you the CEO's guide to restoring the American dream by yes. Dave Chase. Shout out to Dave Chase. We've mentioned him quite a few times on the show. Yes, and so I had to read the case studies, and I mean, I didn't know anything about health insurance at the time, and so reading these case studies was a foreign language, and I didn't understand how any any of this could be. It seemed too good to be true with some of the the methods that they go about reducing mm-hmm. healthcare costs. Um, but it like made me want to go down this rabbit hole of learning about <laughs> health insurance, which what 22 year old wants to learn about health insurance on their own. Yeah. Um, but I'd sit there and, and do research and realize why, why do I actually enjoy this? So mm-hmm. um, second, long story short, uh, second is the industry itself. Yeah. Um, and third, I would say being able to, to meet people in the community, um, you know, I would say I'm a pretty outgoing person. I like talking to people. And Mm so um, it's just another way to go out and meet all different types of people. Um, I mean, I know that's probably a cliche answer, but it's very true. Yeah. I mean, I buy it. I especially believe your your second point because I I do give that uh, those particular case studies to prospective employees or interns. So, yes, it was. It was an interview. Um, and you're the only person who ever came back with questions prepared. You gotta from the ask study. questions. <laughs> you gotta ask questions that I yep. could not answer. And I was like, "Oh shoot, yep." I kind of put myself like in an awkward position. <laughs> now I'm gonna have to get someone else to come in and answer all of these questions. Uh, but that that inquisitive nature was definitely something that that stood out. Um, I was talking about this so last week. I had the opportunity, or two weeks ago, to be in Lake Gunnersville and. Um, I got to be on the other side of the table doing a podcast with 
Scott Smith, um, who is the president of True Network Advisors. And um, we were just kind of sitting and, and talking about this same thing, right? Like, how, do you, how did you fall into the career? Because people don't usually, um, when they're five, go to bed at night dreaming, dreaming of being of an insurance yep. salesperson. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not that common, right. you know? Um, and so we were having that same conversation, like what what drew you to this job? How did you fall into it? How did you fall in love with it? And I gave the same answer. Um, that book was really meaningful and impactful to me. Um, and I had that same moment of like, this makes so much sense. This is so clear to me um, how it should work and how it how it could work that that, that really kind of drew me into the industry as a whole um how have you have you found it since you've kind of experienced the industry from the other side um have you found it to be easier than you thought it would be more complicated or is that just as clear as mud as you thought it might be <laughs> clear as mud that's a good one um i don't know if this is a great answer but a little bit of both um i think it's actually more so the way it should be is pretty clear, yeah. but the way that it is is not. Yeah. It's like there's a lot to change and, and to uh, fix. Um, and it's so, like I said, like the, the solutions seem pretty pretty simple, um, mm-hmm. but for some reason we just can't do it. But, yeah, yeah no, it's – there are so many intric- intricacies, yeah. Yeah, you got that right. Good yep. job. That's I always, ten, like, mess up the word. word. Good yeah, job. right? That's like a SAT, <laughs> um, GRE prep word. <laughs> But yeah, no, there's so many intricacies that go into making health insurance what it is. Yeah. Um, and and once you feel like you got it down, you don't. And I remember <laughs> Eric and Joey telling me that, like, six months into the job, I'm like, wow, I'm really getting the hang of this. And I'm like, dude, just wait. Two years, mm-hmm. you'll be looking back and thinking, I didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. Now I know everything, but I didn't. And then after 10 years, you're going to look back at yourself from year two and be like, I thought I knew everything, but I didn't. And so it's just going to continue. <laughs> and so you have... Someone as experienced as Joey, who's yeah. still learning stuff. Um, yeah. So I guess that answers itself. Yes, it's complicated. It is very complicated. And um, you you mentioned it earlier, what public health really is, is just an ongoing series of education about changing and redirecting behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes time. Mm-hmm. It's a challenge. Um, it's something that you may not see the reward of for quite some time there's that concept of like delayed gratification right Mm -hmm. like it's not going to change immediately it's not going to change overnight and I think that those are some of the things that are kind of like woven into why it can be such a challenge um, to change things in health insurance because really what you're dealing with is changing the behavior of people Mm -hmm. either the users the the actual people that are you know going to the doctor and, and having these services done you're changing the behavior of those of us that educate we have to think about it differently we have to approach it. Um, you're changing the behaviors of the people who provide the health insurance. Their behaviors have to change. So it's like these three very distinct pockets of people who have been doing things for the same way for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And you have to retrain them all. But lucky for us, you public health interns are going to save the there world, There you right? go. Well, it's funny. <laughs> like I said earlier, like I was trying my darndest to not do an internship that was public health related. As much finance as possible. <laughs> But then I'm finding myself, this is just as much public health as mm-hmm. any other internship I could have done. Um, it, Definitely. 
And it, actually, it's funny because going into the, in, the, not even just the internship, but once hired full time, still didn't understand, like, I am in public health. Yeah. Um, but I really am. Um, like I said earlier, public health is educating to create behavior change. That's exactly what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, definitely in it. You Definitely are, whether health. you want to acknowledge it or not. We're right. all we're all along for that ride. And it, it's interesting, uh, when Dr. Barnes was on the show, we were talking about how public health is it kind of like encapsulates all these different parts of your life that you don't even think of. So the person that you might be counseling on how to better use their wellness program, like let's say that their wellness program rewards them for walking mm-hmm. a certain number of minutes or a certain number of steps each day. That's also interwoven to the fact that in their neighborhood, there may not be a safe place for them to walk. The sidewalks might be cracked. There might be no sidewalks where they are. Um, So taking all of those things into consideration when you are trying to implement something like those case studies that I gave you, something that seems so simple, I think, at that surface level, when you really start to peel back all of the layers of public health, I'm really realizing that we are in public health. This is like all yeah. just occurring to me <laughs> right now. But I'm like, dang, that is all interrelated. It's so it's so deep. Yeah. So much stuff to think about, right? Definitely multi-layered. Um, yeah. Definitely. And I think um, having the opportunities to do, you know, education with our clients um, is something that is so important and and time-consuming, but. If it's hard, it's probably worth it. There you go. <laughs> it is definitely all ties in. Worth it. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, with your your time, at, or your time with us at at two twelve, you mentioned earlier the culture too. What are some people talk about this all the all the time, right? Like, what are some green flags and some red flags about a healthy work? culture. So I'm, I'm curious and I'm not going to ask the, I do have two questions, but I'll ask it as a follow-up so that you don't forget forget it. (laughs) (laughs) So my first question is when, um, how long did it take for you to get a sense of the culture, um, when you were going through the interview in the internship process? I kid you not. It was as soon as, so my first (laughs) interview, I know we had met for coffee, uh, but my first interview um, well, what I thought was an interview was with Eric. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I think there were some COVID restrictions still, so it had to be virtual. Um, but through the internship prep class, like we had to get a, get a suit, right? Yes, and I, I mean, not all <laughs> institutions required their interns to wear a suit, but I mean, you better safe than sorry. You want to look professional. You want to look the part. So I am at home in <laughs> In my suit, jacket and all, and I'm the first on because I mean you can't be late. Yeah. And so. And if you're on time. You're, you're still late. late. Yeah. Yep. Well, Eric didn't think so because he was late, and so he, he he hops on, and the first thing I see is he's wearing uh, a collared shirt. So it wasn't it wasn't a t-shirt. I'll give him that. It was it was a collared shirt, and he had in the background in the office anyone that has been on a call with him or has seen the office or whatever. He's got this huge American flag made out mm-hmm. of wood. Um, I think he made it, right? He, did, he makes yeah. those. Those are pretty cool. Um, in the back, and he's got all these little knickknacks on bookshelves and stuff, and the office is a mess. And, I mean, instantaneously, I was like, okay, I'm taking the, <laughs> I got to take the jacket off. And he actually said something, too. He's like, he, I think, he, I mean, he complimented it. It wasn't rude. Um, but I just thought it was funny. Was it? 
sure. Maybe it was backhanded. <laughs> who knows? Uh, but I loved it. I was like, okay, jacket's coming off. Yeah. So I took it off. But no, it was, it was instantaneous. You can tell that it was um, a good work culture. And then coming and visiting the office, um, just meeting all you guys, um, you could tell it was laid back. And which, I mean, it, it wasn't in a bad way, right? I mean, everyone's still yeah. professional. Everyone still does their job um, and has their responsibilities, but not in a tight way. You yeah. Know? So there's a definitely healthy balance. Mm-hmm. Was, was you guys the had dog it. there that day? The dog was not had there. Something to do with it now. If <laughs> if the dog was there, would that have changed anything? I don't think so. But yeah. I grew up with dogs my entire life, and I need a break. And so if I had known there'd be a dog there every day, which there isn't, then I'm, I don't know. Only but, every once in a blue moon. Yeah, every once in a while. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Is there a mascot? Is he the company mascot or no? Uh, yeah, I guess he is. We, I don't think we have a company mascot. Our company mascot used to be a turtle, um, and his name was Ben E. Ben? Fit. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so healthy, healthy workplace culture, I think that's definitely something to look out for and um, giving some of that advice to anyone who's out there listening who's, you know, in between jobs or, or looking for new jobs definitely take that into consideration don't just think oh i can i can muscle through it i think to your point earlier um it's one of the biggest driving factors of workplace satisfaction and happiness is to is to have a culture that resonates with whatever is important to you right and that might be different for everyone else yep all right we've only got a few minutes left and eric would be really upset with me if i did not ask you a couple of healthy or not healthy questions we'll go through these rapid fire accepting a job where you also interned healthy or not healthy (laughs) super healthy if the internship went well for you and for the people having you as an intern yeah we'll have to talk about that later Uh (laughs) no super healthy healthy or not healthy having an obnoxiously loud bell to ring when we celebrate things in the office oh super healthy not healthy for the person who gets terrified every single time well then don't get terrified they hide behind the door (laughs) and call me into the office and then ring the bell right when i walk through the door it's terrifying she freaks out and it makes us want to do it more that's my true incentive (laughs) is just to scare adrian okay now i'm understanding what the assignment (laughs) actually is healthy or not healthy energy drinks oh geez (laughs) i know what you want me to say (laughs) no i guess the true answer would be unhealthy um i'm sure there's a bunch of garbage in it Mm -hmm. Um, especially those sour patch kid ones that you like no okay let me say this i don't (laughs) like those but they were bogo so Uh you know i'm 23 i've tried it yeah they're they're not the worst they're not the best but i'm um, sure they don't taste bad no they're really not that bad yeah all right Last question. If you ran into yourself five years ago, what is some healthy advice you would give to your younger self? Okay, really quick. So I, I'm not going to lie. I had a few questions to prep for, and that was one of them. And it had the options to say one year, three, five, 10, 20 years mm-hmm. in the past. And I just thought it was so funny because if I had said 20 years ago, I'd be An wearing infant? diapers. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad we didn't say 20 years. So five years, yeah. how old have I been? 18. So... Just graduated high school. I don't know. There really wasn't too much that I wish I could redo. I feel like everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And if I didn't have this debacle between public health and finance, I don't know if I would have found 212. Don't know if I'd be where I'm at. So really, really nothing. Awesome. I guess the only advice would be during COVID when the stock market did crash, maybe invest in GameStop. (laughs) Maybe. That would have been my advice. Yeah, advice to you. 
yourself. That's some pretty solid advice. Danny, thanks for joining us today on What the Health Just Happened. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. See you next time. Bye. Hustle and bustle, hustle and bustle, hustle and bustle.